Hi, this is Lauren from Discovery Church. Thanks for taking time to listen to this week's podcast. We hope that you find value and that is very impactful to your life today. Have a great one. Good morning, Discovery Church, and my name is Lauren, and we're so excited that you took some time to tune in today. As you know, we are not live on a location at a school where we normally set up. We are live in person, online, and we are so thankful that you took time today. Like I said, my name is Lauren, and along with my wife, Shauna Lee, we have the privilege of being the lead pastors of Discovery Church in Edmonton, Canada. And you may be tuning in from your bedroom, your car, you may be in quarantine. I'm not sure where you are today, but wherever you are, we believe that this one hour can be the most impactful hour of your week. That this one hour can actually springboard you into the other 167 hours of your week. So thanks for taking some time as we jump in this morning. The last song that we were singing, did you catch the line in there that says, your breath, it's your breath in my lungs as we pour out our praise. It's kind of ironic that this COVID-19 virus is a virus that attacks our respiratory system, and we just sung a song that it's his breath in our lungs, and we will pour out a praise. So I just want to encourage you. You know what? Maybe today you're, you're finding yourself ill somewhere, and you may have some trouble breathing, but whether or not that is something that you're dealing with today or you're, you have a complete clean bill of health, the breath in our lungs is meant to give God praise. So would you, would you just continue to do that as you walk throughout this day? We were supposed to start a series this week titled, I Believe in Miracles, where we're going to focus on the different categories of miracles that Jesus performed when he was here on earth. But because of what's happening in our world, we thought we would take a moment and we would pause on what's happening in our world today and to bring an encouraging message and help us get all on the same page. And now you might be like, what's going on in our world? Well, get out from under a rock Maybe you've been in a coma for a month, but you have known that our world is in this place of fear and place of anxiety and tension over this virus that is that is literally shaped and changed our globe in the last couple months, and specifically in Canada and the United States in the last week. Never in history, from what I can find, has there been a pandemic that has hit our globe in such severity as this one? There's H1N1, there's a swine flu, but never has it shut down the globe like the COVID-19 has. Like I said, there's so much tension, anxiety, and fear. This virus is spreading, and we're doing our best job as we can uh, to, to help lower the curve, as the government is saying, lower that curve. That's why we're doing it all online, and we're not meeting with people, and we're not giving high fives. But if you want a high five because you really like high fives, here's one for you. Here, high five. That's yours today uh, for free. Stock markets are dropping. People are panicking all over the world. Arenas that were buzzing just a few days ago are now sitting empty and silent. Office buildings, you can't see anybody around. Grocery stores look more like going out of sale, uh, sales stores than actually real businesses. But today I want to answer a question that... I think should be on our minds 
especially if you're a follower of Christ, especially if, if, you, if you call yourself a Christian today, you should be asking this question, what should we do? Should we not worry about and go on like life is normal and just sort of, uh, who cares about this virus? Or should we buy extra hand sanitizer, the paper towel and toilet paper, if there's any left, and hide inside, prepare for the end of the world? Where, should, where in the spectrum should we be? What should we be doing as believers and followers of Christ? Now, I don't pretend to be an expert. I don't pretend to be a doctor. I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. You would not want me to be your doctor. I'm not a health specialist. And I don't really know where this thing is going even this afternoon or tomorrow or this week. And if I could be honest, I'm not even sure if the experts know at this moment what it will look like. Now, we need to continue praying for those experts because we want to, to uh, have the, the canora, canola, uh, the convid, the COVID-19 virus pushed back and, and uh, life going on as normal. But today, I want to speak about this issue in our world from a faith perspective. See, if you're a follower of Christ, I would hope that you would know that we're to live by faith, not by fear. Now, that's easier said than done, especially in times like this where you go to the supermarket and there's, there's, there's no bread left, there's no poultry left, there's no toilet paper left, and all you can find is a, a few measly things that try to put something together for your family if you haven't gotten groceries yet. But today I want to unpack for us and do my best to, to, to help us Today, I want to unpack for us and to do my best in helping us understand what we should do. I'm not sure how this virus has affected you. Uh, for, for my family and, and Sean Lee and my kids, we have my in-laws are actually visiting from, from Newfoundland this weekend, and they flew through, uh, through Edmonton last weekend and actually spent three or four days in Las Vegas and flew back to Edmonton last night. But the truth is, is that they're not staying at our house. They actually had to take a hotel because of the travel ban. So here it is, our, we, have, we have mom and dad in town and they can't see their grandkids. They can't see their kids because they have to actually stay in quarantine and stay away from us. That's so hard. The, the virus is affecting people differently. Some people are in isolation. Some people are having travel bans. Some people... Um, are just staying away from anybody and everybody. As you know, that this, this, this virus is changing every hour, every day. Right now, you may even be on a device, watching the news, listening to me in the background, thinking that you're at church. Zone in here. Zone in. Come back to me, put the news down, that will be thereafter, because what we're going to hear about today is going to make a difference in your life. Professional sporting events, conferences, concerts are canceling, some schools are shutting down, travel bans are everywhere, grocery stores are out of toilet paper. So what are we going to do? As Christ followers, as believers 
and Jesus, what are we going to do? Are we going to ignore it? Or are we going, are we going to t- turn a blind eye? Or are we going to stockpile food and stay home for the next three months and not come outside until the grass is growing and we need to cut our grass because there's no snow left on the ground? Now, believe you me, I don't want any snow left on the ground, but I don't think we need to wait three months before we come out of the house. But what's our perspective as followers of Christ on how not only how we're going to live, but how we're going to care for the lost and hurting in our world today. As disciples of Jesus, we, we need to understand and, and realize that the form, what forms our decisions is different from those who are not followers of Christ. Now, I understand that watching today, there are going to be those that um, are not sure if they've made a decision to follow Christ, some who have made a decision to follow Christ. But if you're watching today and you've given your life to Christ, what forms our decisions is different from those who have not made a decision to follow Christ yet. Actually, John 15, 19 says this, we do not belong to this world. But then in Romans 12 too, it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. These verses, we're not of this world. See, we're not like everyone else. We're actually told not to live in fear. See, we don't live with no hope. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you live with hope. A life surrendered to Jesus is a life full of hope, no matter what the situation, no matter what CNN says, no matter what CTV says, no matter if the Oilers are playing on TV or in the playoffs, no matter if the NBA is back in or not, there is hope found in Jesus Christ. And if you're a believer in him, it doesn't matter what news will bring to you, there is hope beyond today. So this is what I wanted, wanted us to do over the next few minutes, that I want to take uh, some time and, uh, and talk about hope and assurance. And I want to look at two ways that, that we are actually different from the world, but we can actually take hope from that. And the first one is this, that we live by faith, not by fear. See, when Jesus was talking to his disciples in John 14, this is what he says to them, do not let your hearts be troubled, You believe in God, believe also in me. But then in verse 27, it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I love what the NLT translation says for John 14, 27. It says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled and afraid. Did you catch that? He's giving you a gift. When, when Jesus was ascending back to heaven, he said, I'm going to give you a gift, peace in mind, or peace of mind and heart. I'm leaving you a gift. Now, I, he's leaving you a gift, and like any gift, it has to be open. And so many of us leave the gift of hope and peace in the corner, unwrapped, and wondering why we are stricken with anxiety and fear and tension in moments in the world like this when we've never really unwrapped the gift that God has given us this gift of peace. 
See, the peace that goes beyond human understanding. See, God wasn't sitting in heaven um, and, and was, was, take, was taken off guard by what's happening in the world today. He wasn't focused on the, the fires in Australia and, and, and was so focused over here that he was like, oh my goodness, what's going on in China? That's not God. See, God knows all things and he is in control of our, all things. See, our God is faithful. He is in control. He is good. Our God has a plan even when we don't see one. He won't leave us. He won't forsake us. He is working all things for the good of those who love him. As followers of Jesus, we live by faith, not by fear. See, we're not panicking. We can live in peace. See, even in the storms of life, Jesus still calls us to walk on water. See, we're not fearful. We have faith knowing that, that God is still in control. Right? 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, for we live by faith, not by sight. Another way that we're to live not like the world is that we're to live sacrificial, not selfish. At the core of humanity, we are selfish. Now, you might not believe me, but come to my house and bring one toy and give it to my seven-year-old, and you will find a selfish four-year-old boy uh, who, who, deep down, I think he, he loves his, his sister, but if a toy is on the line, he is going to scream, and he is going to fight, and he is going to claw, and he is going to be selfish for that toy, because deep down in, in all humans, there is selfishness. See, our fallen nature is selfish, but my redeemed nature is sacrificial. This is what Paul writes. He says, don't be selfish, don't try to impress others, be humble, thinking of others has better than yourselves, don't look out, or don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. Just a couple weeks ago, we looked at the early church as, a, as an amazing example of what it was to live within Christian community. See, the early church faced extreme persecution for their faith. But here's what the early church didn't do. They didn't hoard their goods. They didn't run off to the Jerusalem Walmart looking to grab emergency supplies. See, we're, we, we are the body of Christ and we put others first. Just, did anybody give up a roll of toilet paper because it was the last one on the shelf for the good of others or did you put it in your shopping cart? And walk on. See, in this moment in time where we find ourselves in the world today, we have the opportunity to be sacrificial. And I say opportunity because sometimes we feel like we can be sacrificial and we have to be sacrificial out of obligation because it's our religious duty and, and, and we, we gave ourselves our lives to Christ and Jesus tells us to, to sacrifice and, and to think of others and we, out of religion we check off our box, okay, I'm supposed to open the door, I'm supposed to give you the last thing on the shelf. And sometimes we look at it as our, our duty, but it's not an obligation. 
It's an opportunity. An opportunity to show people around us that there is something bigger. Not just something, there is someone bigger, and his name is Jesus Christ. What would it look like if you needed something at home and there was one thing left, but you were willing to sacrifice it? Or what would it look like if you had something that you purchased that you were willing to give away to your neighbor? The early church says this in Acts, all the believers were together and held everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. This is why I think it's going to happen. And it has the potential to happen. So over the next few days, over the next few weeks, we are going to have the opportunity to be generous in a way that we've never experienced before. So you might have something in your possession that somebody needs, and you're going to be faced with a choice. Will you be selfish, or will you be sacrificial? But not my toilet paper! Not my toilet paper. Do you realize how long I had to stand in line to get this last roll of toilet paper? I had to push down three senior citizens and run past two pregnant moms to get to this last roll of toilet paper? No, I cannot give it away. You will have an opportunity to be generous with material possessions. What will you do? But not only will you have an opportunity to be generous with material possessions, but you will also have an opportunity to be generous with what you possess spiritually. Do you know what the world needs more than a chicken or some food or some eggs or some cheese or some bread? They need the hope that's found in Jesus Christ. They need the hope that you and I possess. So I want to ask you the question, would you be willing to be sacrificial with your prayers, with your time? Will you be willing to speak faith and hope into people's lives? Not just on Sundays because we're supposed to on Sundays because that's what the Christian thing is to do, but on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and every other day of the week especially in the coming days when people are paralyzed by fear. They don't know if they should stay inside or go outside, go to work, come home, send their kids to school or homeschool them. Everybody is in, it seems like to be this, this chaos in, in, this, in this limbo of what to do and nobody knows what step to take. So, are you going to be willing to be sacrificial, not just with material possessions, but what we possess spiritually. Will you be willing to be sacrificial in sharing your faith? History would show that when hard times come, there's there's an opportunity where people start thinking about their lives and wondering if there's more to life and What they live for doesn't really matter. And these questions are going to come at us from our neighbors, from our friends, 
from our kids' teachers, from people walking in the supermarket? Are you going to just stand back and allow life to happen? Are you going to take hold of the opportunity to share your faith, to share your story, to be a witness? You don't need to tell people what what they need. You just need to tell people why you need Jesus. I don't know what this week's going to look like. I don't know how long we're going to be doing this online thing. I really don't. I'm glad that we have the opportunity. And we want to make sure as a church we're doing our part to prevent the spread of, of of the coronavirus. But being generous is not just something that can only happen when we're gathered together as a church, when you, when you give your tithe or your offering. Being generous is a daily decision. These are some ways you can be generous with your time. Why don't you text somebody? Call somebody. FaceTime them. Call them to see how they're doing. Encourage them. I know that, that the government is suggesting social distancing, but that doesn't mean we have to be antisocial. Man, we can, we can be encouraging. Write notes and drop it in people's mailboxes. Over the past few days, this is what I've been praying over our church and the churches in Edmonton and our city and our country. And it's found in, in Genesis 50 to 20. It says, what was meant to harm us, God will use to save many. If this virus causes many people to turn their lives to Jesus, and I'll take viruses all day. You know what? There's something that goes beyond this moment. There's a hope that we have that a dying world is in need of. And we have the opportunity to be that voice. So today, I ask you, are you living by faith? Or by fear? If you would say fear, can I give you the opportunity to make a decision today to make a step of faith and give your life to Jesus? Maybe you're listening online and you're kind of like, man, I'm selfish. Man, I want to hoard everything. I want to make sure I'm taken care of, number one. Jesus says that he'll supply every one of your needs. That's not if your bank account is full. That is not if the grocery store is full. It says he will supply your needs. Guys, we're going to have the opportunity throughout this week and the coming weeks to be generous with our stuff, with our prayers, with our time. Would you choose to be sacrificial over selfish? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this moment that we can spend together online, that we can, we can just dive into the Bible and, and see that we need to live by faith and not fear and that we need to live sacrificial, not selfish. God, today, wherever we may be sitting or standing watching this, would you convict our hearts? For those individuals that are at home that says, man, I'm, I'm still living by fear, would you help them make a step 
in faith. If you're at home today and you want to make a step uh, in the right direction of giving your life to Christ, I just welcome you to, to pray this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Help me walk in faith. Come and cleanse my heart and make me new again. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thanks again for tuning in today. If you made that decision to follow Jesus, um, this is what I would like you to do. Would you send us an email? It's going to be pinned to the top of our, our feed on the bottom here. Would you just click that? Would you send uh, us an email and just let us know so we can make sure you get connected to a church, whether that's Discovery Church or another church in our city or in our nation or in our world? We, 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 if this opportunity was the, the moment that you gave your life to Christ, we want to make sure that you have a Bible and that you have the next steps necessary to do that. Discovery Church, thanks so much. Have an amazing day. Hey, thanks for taking time to tune in to this week's podcast. If you're in the Edmonton area, we would love to meet you in person. Consider this your open invitation to coming and being a part of the family. We'd love to get to know you face to face because that is where life change happens. Have a great day.